0: Hey everyone, this is Jay
1: and this is Angie
0: and welcome to Across the Lines. The goal of this episode is to share some of the origin story of the podcast, why we named the podcast Across the Lines, and most importantly, why we're passionate about this project and where we're hoping to take this in the future. So the way that we usually like to start all of our podcasts with our guests is to ask them what their favorite food was growing up. So I thought that Angie, I'd ask you right now, what was your favorite food growing up?
1: Yeah, I love that question, Jay. For me, it would be this Chinese dish. Um, It's called xiaotiezi, which literally means roasted eggplant in Chinese. But it's this really delicious, honestly simple dish that incorporates a lot of classic Chinese ingredients like doubanjiang and chilies and a special cooking wine. And I learned how to cook this dish as part of my COVID cooking adventures to learn a bunch of Chinese dishes. It was actually really special to me because I ate a lot of this dish growing up and when I went back for the holidays, I was actually able to cook this dish for my family. And I think they really enjoyed it. So that was an added plus. But it really goes to show how food can be such a strong vehicle for culture and for stories. So I really love this question and I'm, I, I love that we're teeing off all our episodes with this. And Jay, what would that food be for you?
0: No, I love the point about connecting food with, with culture and identity. For me, when I'm thinking about my favorite food, my mind would be an Indian dish called Palak paneer, which in English means spinach and cottage cheese. It, it kind of sounds weird when you say it in English and you say cottage cheese, because I think paneer is a little bit different than cottage cheese. But anyways, I, I think the reason why I like it so much is I have so many fond memories of me as a child going back home after having like sports practice and, and it's cold outside, but I come back home, I have a shower and my mom just has potluck waiting for me. And and why it's persisting for me right now is whenever I go back home, my mom is always going to make me my favorite dish and always going to make me potluck very Indian motherly of, of her. And, and it's one of the reasons why I really look forward to going back home. During quarantine for me, I was living at home for a few months and um, whenever I would have a tough day at work or whenever I would come back home a little bit like annoyed, um, I would always have Pollock ready to go. And so that's, that's one of my favorite dishes. And I'm looking to make sure that I know how to make the dish that she made really well. It's going to be probably pretty impossible to do so, but that's probably my favorite dish.
1: It sounds so good. You're gonna have to make that for us one day. <laughs> I'm holding you to it. <laughs> And as you can probably tell from our food stories, there's so many different dimensions of our personalities and our identities. There's who we are as sons and daughters, there's who we are as Asian Americans, there's who we are as immigrants whose families came here to America from respective home countries. And the point I really wanna hit on here is why this ties into the name we chose, which is super meaningful for us, the name Across the Lines. Our thinking behind this is there's so many lines that are drawn around us by society that compartmentalize us into these different buckets, right? Of who we are as a professional or who we are as a human being. And there's also so many lines drawn around being Asian enough versus being American. You know, are you ever enough of either? But something that Jay and I strongly believe is that who you are as a person is really inextricable from how you show up professionally. And through the show, we really hope to and aim to delve into all these intersections that influence how we show up in the world and at work. And through speaking with pan asian American leaders about their really candid and vulnerable stories, we hope to bring you across this line, too, of understanding how they got to where they are today.
0: I love that, Angie. Thank you for sharing. And just as a little bit of an aside, this was by far the hardest thing to do for the podcast was to be able to actually come up with the name (laughs) across the lines.
1: (laughs) We marinated on it for a good month. It was, oh yeah.
0: (laughs) Why doesn't anybody tell you that choosing the name would be one of the hardest things to do for a project? But I, I am, and I know you are too, Angie, so excited about this because of what you just shared of making sure that we're empowering others to go across the lines themselves by being able to share stories of folks that have done it for themselves. I wanna go into a little more detail now about what this show is about. As Angie mentioned, we're gonna be highlighting the stories of Pan-Asian American leaders and exploring the intersection of their personal and professional journeys. Our vision is to inspire and empower the next generation of leaders through sharing these stories of these trailblazers and inspiring you to be able to live into those journeys as well. We hope to explore themes around the model minority myth, our role in civic life, mental health, and so many more through these conversations.
1: We're so incredibly excited for our first season because of all of these things that Jay mentioned. And we're so excited to create the space to discuss some of these really important issues that we often don't get the, the opportunity to talk about day to day, and also bring on some of the absolute coolest people that we've had the privilege to talk to. And Jay, I'm still mind blown at this point because so many people have said yes to this. (laughs) You know, like I never expected that. And we've ended up bringing on executives from some of the world's biggest and most impactful companies, VC partners, some of the founders of the coolest companies out there.
0: Yeah, Angie, you're totally right. We brought on some amazing people, and I'm also pleasantly surprised with the caliber of guests that have been coming on, not just their title or career status, but their vulnerability, their authenticity, and how much they're sharing about their personal and professional journeys. A couple examples of that, um, one, her name is Deb. She's one of the vice presidents of product at Facebook, and she spoke about the juxtaposition between growing up in South Carolina with a working-class immigrant family to now becoming one of the most prominent tech executives in the world. We also spoke to Priya Saipersad, who's a venture capitalist at Mayfield Fund, and she spoke about her upbringing and how the need for external validation has impacted her mental health.
1: Yeah, those are all so important, just such important topics for us to discuss as an Asian American collective. And some of the ones that stood out to me, Jay, in addition to what you just mentioned, and honestly, all our guests (laughs) have such impactful stories. For example, we spoke with Robbie, who's currently the chief of staff to the CEO at Slack, he led the company through like a $28 billion acquisition. And he spoke to us so vulnerably about how he navigated legal challenges early in his career that honestly could have just ended his career right when it was starting to take off. And Lindsay, who grew up as a Korean adoptee in the Midwest, in Minnesota, and how she came out as a silence breaker in the Me Too movement.
0: So those are some of the stories that we'll be highlighting over the next couple months on the show. I think right now it would be important to highlight our own stories, myself, who we are, and be able to share a little bit more about what our stories are.
1: Yeah. It, it's so funny, Jay. That's throwing me back to when we actually first met in the LinkedIn office. So we currently both work for LinkedIn and in pre-COVID days, if you can even imagine what that was like at this point, we actually would have sat 10 feet away from each other on the same floor in the same office, which is so crazy. So I'm really glad that we've been able to keep in touch. and really channel our energy through this project, through all that time. And it's for me, honestly, and I think for Jay too, honestly been such a refreshing lifeline through all the the craziness over the past year and something that we just feel so much energy about. So we're really excited to be putting this into the world. And why I'm so incredibly passionate about this project of ours is twofold, actually. So one is I've always been such a huge student of understanding what makes people tick the stories the psychology and how those tie into each other and how they create this tapestry of who someone is. And the second is this idea of representation and how Asian American identity has manifested itself in different ways throughout my life. And the phrase I really like is you can't be what you can't see. And this really points to the representation of Asian American leaders in society. And this has become more prominent for me as I'm a couple of years into the professional world, thinking back and reflecting on how my identity and the various learnings that have been so imbued into me have manifested in my professional journey. And Jay, I know you're equally, if not more, sometimes passionate and excited about all of this. Tell us a bit about your story too.
0: Totally. And I think for me, there's also two main reasons why I'm very passionate about this. The first one is a desire to demonstrate to listeners that despite titles, fame, money, et cetera, these people are just people. And that's been something that has been really impactful in my own personal and professional journey is authentically getting to know people that on the surface have all these external awards, accreditations, et cetera, and just recognizing that they're just human beings and they share the same vulnerabilities, insecurities, and issues that you do. There's a quote that I wanted to read out um, by Steve Jobs which is life can be so much broader once you discover one simple fact, and that is everything around you that you call life was made up by people who are no smarter than you, and you can change it, you can influence it, and you can build your own things that other people can use. He was speaking about um, his creation with Apple, but I think this is a really important lesson for any of us to acknowledge. The people that we look up to have gone through very similar things that we are, and by humanizing some of their stories, our hope is to be able to inspire you to think that you can do something similar yourself.
1: Wow, Jay, that's that's such a powerful quote. <laughs> you know, I'm a fan of Steve Jobs overall, but I think that, that just hits the nail on the head of why we're doing what we do right now. And a way that we like to close all our podcasts, and you'll hear this throughout all the episodes in the season, is with this question of what's the best thing you've done for yourself in your career? And Jay, I know our careers have been pretty short so far. But I'd love for us to share some of our learnings. What would that be for you? What's the best thing that you've done for yourself?
0: Yeah, the the short of it is investing in authentic relationships. And I wanted to share a really quick story of where this really uh, came from and tied back into my family. I remember when I was, I think, eight years old, um, my dad and I went to the grocery shop and at the cashier, he ran into an old friend that he hadn't seen for a long time. And he just told me, "Hey Jay, go quickly to the car. I'll be out in a few minutes." I go to the car, and literally 45 minutes or an hour later, my dad shows up, and I'm so angry. I'm like, "What the heck? I've been in the car for the past hour. What have you been doing?" You just and leave he was your
1: child here. Just leave your child
0: here. What <laughs> the heck? And 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 what do you and what do he, you? He was, he was apologizing. He's like, "I'm so sorry. I just ran into this person. Like, I hadn't I hadn't met him for so long. It was really nice to reconnect and catch up." And 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 the reflection that I learned there was. The power of my parents developing really authentic relationships with people in their lives that has just trickled down to me both personally and professionally uh, the way i like to handle any relationship whether it's again personal or professional is get to know people um, on a very personal level and that's why it's such a cool experience for me to be doing this project with you angie where we're getting to have these types of conversations en masse and be able to share with listeners. So I think the best thing I've done in my career so far is something that necessarily wouldn't be tied into professionalism, which is getting to know everybody, if you can, authentically and through vulnerable conversations and sharing more about yourself as well. So that's something that I've been, I've done, I think relatively well in my career and it's frankly something I enjoy. But Angie, what about you? What's something that you've done um, relatively well for yourself early in your career?
1: And Jay, I think this point you brought up around what you've learned professionally isn't necessarily just relevant in a professional context. It's really like who you are as a person, as a human. And the reason I call out this convergence of seeming dichotomies here is because of how it's interplayed in my own life. So let me just give an example kind of to set the context here. My mom's a nurse and she's been working at the hospital throughout COVID. So she's a hashtag hero but recently she had this accident where she actually tripped over some wires at work that were misplaced from some medical equipment or something and she ended up injuring her arm and she came back and she was telling us a story and I was like mom why don't you report this (laughs) you know like this is something that your hospital should be taking responsibility for and and covering the medical expenses for and her response is something along the lines of oh, well, you know, I don't want to cause a stir, and it's it's not that bad, it's not that important, and I, I feel like I just can't express myself well, so I, I just don't want to cause trouble, and I won't bring it up. And I was just sitting there, just so dumbfounded by this response, because it seemed like the obvious thing to do would be to make note of this and report it, or at least document what happened, right? And the reason I highlight this is because it's really indicative of this undercurrent throughout my upbringing, that um, like now that I'm a couple years into my professional life, I've been really actively trying to unlearn. And what that is, is this underlying belief my parents had coming here as immigrants to this country, that if you kept your head down and just worked hard and didn't speak out against authority or didn't say anything even when things went awry, That's how you'd make a stable and secure place for yourself in the society. And I've come to realize that what got them to where they are isn't going to get me to where I need to be. But like understandably, it's hard to completely rewire my brain in this way, especially when I saw firsthand how this mindset took my parents from low income to upper middle class. So I'd say the best thing I've done for myself so far is to really internalize this unlearning and be unabashed about speaking my point of view and sharing my truth, even when there's a voice in my head telling me I shouldn't, which is a lot of what this podcast is, honestly.
0: the yeah, that story really stuck out to me. And, and what it's making me reflect on is, and this goes really well with uh, the name of our podcast and what we're trying to accomplish here with Across the Lines, which is, you know, we have the representation of like Asian, quote unquote, in our lives from our parents. They immigrated here from China, from India, wherever they're coming from. So that's one part of our identity. But then we're also growing up in the West. And and now we're trying to find the confluence of the two and identify like what that looks like for us as an Asian American. And so what your story kind of highlighted for me is, you know, there's what your parents have done and then now what you want to do and trying to meld the two together is probably the right path, but those things are hard to identify and it's hard to piece apart. And I think it's one of the things that at least myself is what I want to ask a lot of our guests and how they've been able to accomplish it themselves.
1: Jay, absolutely. I am so incredibly stoked for this first season of Across the Lines. And thanks so much for tuning in to this first pilot introductory episode where Jay and I are just highlighting our vision and our passion for all this. If any of what we mentioned today resonates with you, and you also are passionate about the intersection of work and Asian American identity, please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts so you can get the latest as we drop episodes over the next couple months.
0: And you can also head over to com to learn more about the show and also be notified whenever we drop any new episodes.
1: And that's a wrap. We're Thanks, so everyone. stoked for this. Thanks, Looking everyone. Looking forward to
0: this journey.